Hello, and welcome to SoundingTheLight.com, the place where you can connect to real artists, real stories, real talk. My name is Tara Tucker, and uh, I am experiencing an absolutely beautiful day here at the Sounding the Light studio. It is gorgeous out there, um, not necessarily warm. But uh, it's a little bit brisk, which is fine, but the sun is shining, and I'm telling you what, (laughs) there is something wonderful about that because we have been having consecutive days of rain, 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 rain. And unfortunately, I happen to be in an area of the country where everybody else, I'm, you know, I get on Facebook and I get on the news and everybody's talking about, oh, this snow. And I see these beautiful pictures of all of this snow. (laughs) And like an hour or two north of me, people were getting snow and we just got a bunch of rain. So uh, I did not tell my kids that there was snow that close to them. Otherwise, there would have been a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth. (laughs) But but, uh, we, we enjoyed our rain. Um, but now I'm definitely enjoying my sunshine. So uh, I, I hope you guys are enjoying your day as well. And uh, we're also going to be enjoying our day a whole lot better here in just a few minutes because I am going to be introducing our special guest artist for the day. Her name is Firefly. She is from England. She has an absolutely beautiful voice, beautiful songs. So Firefly, I would love to officially welcome you to Sounding the Light Hello. Thank you for being here today. Well, I say being here, but, you know, again, through the magic of Skype, (laughs) I get to talk to you over in England. Technology is a wonderful thing. I absolutely love your music, and I'm I'm so excited to share it with listeners today. Um, Before I share the first one, can you tell me a little bit about where your name came from, uh, why you chose the name Firefly, um, you know, what, what the inspiration was behind that? Um, so I originally started off as a band as such, so it was me and a group of musicians, um, and they were, they were men, I was the only girl, um, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, we need a name, because I didn't want to, I didn't want to use my, my normal name, which is Deborah Gillingham, didn't want to use that, um, so I said, oh, do you know what, let's seek God, let's pray about it, I'm sure we'll come up with something, because I didn't want something overtly Christian, mm-hmm. so that week, we, um, I led at a prayer meeting, I led worship at a prayer meeting at church, and I really felt um, led to do uh, one of my songs called I Surrender, which is the first one I wrote. Mm -hmm. And so I shared that, you know, just spontaneously, and the lady, who's now a good friend of mine, but she was quite new at the church then, um, she came up to me afterwards and said that she had a vision as I was singing, Um, she said that I, you know, I was like an animal that generated its own light, like a firefly, Hmm. and that I was, you know, taking the light into the darkness. And the the guitarist at the time was sitting next to me, and he was like, "Oh, well, there's your band name." I love um, it. So it was Holy Spirit inspired. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that's where it came from, and it's stuck ever since, really. That's beautiful. Well, I, I love the name, and now now that I know the behind the scenes story, I love that too. <laughs> you were just talking about your song, "I Surrender." Was it something that you came up right then as you were singing, or was it something that you'd written earlier? No, I'd written it earlier. This was. Um, so when God kind of called me to to write songs, mm-hmm. not that I ever thought that was ever in his plan for me, but obviously it was. Um, I think I was just jamming with the band once. We were just messing about and they came up with um, they came up with the riff of the song and I was like, just keep playing. I want to see what comes. And, you know, like in almost instantly I had both verses mm-hmm. and it just came so – this song came so easily. I'm not, not that the rest of them did. It just came out as a time of just like, you know, us just playing around with music um, and me just dwelling on that and just seeing 
essentially kind of what that got downloaded to me at that time because you know I had a journal full of notes just you know full of words or a couple of sentences but um yeah I just really wrote what like my you know my life was like at that point in that season so listeners this song once again is called I Surrender uh from the Worship in the Wilderness album by Firefly you can heal a broken heart you can
once again, I am speaking with Firefly. We just heard I Surrender on your Worship in the Wilderness album. Can you um, can you talk a little bit about that album? Um, so this is my, it's my first EP. I, you know, I haven't been writing for long. I wrote when I was about 16. I'm, I'm 20, 27 now, 28 soon in a couple mm-hmm. of days. Oh, really? Um, yes. Well, early happy yeah. birthday. Thank you. Um, so... The whole the whole EP was born out of you know a time in my life where um, my husband got diagnosed with MS. Um, he he'd been having symptoms for a while. We didn't know what it was, but he deteriorated quite dramatically, and he he ended up in hospital. Um, just so you know, because MS is different for everyone. So for him, um, he'd have loss of balance. Um, his speech would be slurred. He'd lost feeling in his arms. Like he'd have pins and needles. Oh, you know, it it, it kind of a, it attacks more or less all of his senses. Essentially, like his hearing. You know, no sounds are very sharp hmm. and you know quite piercing. Sometimes he'd have headaches and double vision. Um, so it was quite it was quite dramatic to say the least. I've never really experienced anything like that before. Um, and he, you know. For anyone that's ever experienced a family member being sick or, you know, you being sick yourself, you'll understand kind of what that feels like. You just feel completely hopeless. Mm-hmm. I felt so robbed. And because it was MS and, you know, people, you know, it's deemed by medical professionals as incurable and that, you know, it will just keep, you know, coming back and getting worse and, you know, a gradual deterioration. I I just felt, I, I, I literally felt like, you know, my future was robbed. Like I didn't know, you know. How, you know, if I had kids and my husband mm. got sick, how was I going to do that? And, you know, was he ever going to be able to work again? Because he was off work for about six months. Wow. Um, and, I'm, you know, I'm a worship leader at my church. And um, I also work full time, but I, I, I lead worship at, at church part time. And, and you know what? I found it so stru- so such a struggle to sing at church on a Sunday morning um, songs like Oh Happy Day and mm. all these joyous yeah. songs, you know, singing about what Jesus has done for us because I was I was broken and I was in so many pieces. I was, you know, I was terrified. I didn't know what was going to happen, you know. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what my future looked like. I didn't know what my husband's future looked like. Um, I didn't know why this was happening. You know, I, di- I didn't know why God would allow something like that. I, you know, I, I now know better like I know that God doesn't bring sickness and disease you know he came mm-hmm. through our diseases and afflictions um so yeah it, it, the whole EP is written in that time of my life mm-hmm. you know I didn't pick up a pen until after Scott got diagnosed um because wow. I didn't I, I didn't I didn't feel called to write songs I, you know like I said I messed about with it but I never really took it seriously and you know someone prophesied over me at church and just said you know God's going to put a new song in your heart um Hmm. and you need to you know you need to write it down and you need to go with that and so I just started journaling just you know writing down words and thoughts and you know bible verses that really stuck out to me and at the time I was reading Isaiah so a lot of these songs are rooted in scripture from Isaiah um it, it was just all in that it was just all in that season of just brokenness and heartache and I really you know I God really spoke to me when I was leading once and said, you know, you can't rely on other people's lyrics just to express how you feel about me. Hmm. You need to let a new song come forth and, you know, sing to me your words and how you're feeling. Um, and so that's where, that's where the EP came from. It was just, you know, prayers or thoughts. Um, yeah, that's it really. Wow. So 
did that situation resolve itself? Well, my husband's got MS. It's um, it's called relapsing remitting, which means he has periods of relapses where he has all those symptoms, okay. and then he'll get better, and then he could have a relapse again, and then he get better. Um, for about two years, it was he was having relapses every six months. Wow, um, which is quite a lot. Um, he's on a new medication now, and he hasn't had a relapse for over a year. That's fact, awesome. Two, yeah, amazing. It'll be two years in July um, that he had this July coming. He wouldn't have had a relapse. So, although you know, I still have periods of times so like when he gets sick. So, say so if he gets flu, his MS will flare up as well. Um, and it's it. You know, sometimes I have a reminder and a bit of a slap in the face that it's there. And I feel sometimes I feel like I become complacent about praying praying mm-hmm. about it because. You, you start to normalize it. You start to think, oh, this is, you know, this is in my life now, deal with it. But, you know, he works things for the good of those who love him. Yes. Um, and he will make it good. He didn't bring this, but, you know, he's brought so much goodness out of this situation. You know, I wouldn't have been writing, you know, and I would be, wor- wor- I would be leading and worshipping from a completely different place. I have such a such a deeper relationship with God now than I ever did because when all that happened I had to really get to know him to get through it Hmm. to know that you know his shoulders his shoulders are strong enough to bear the load and that he wants my burdens and he will give me peace in return and you know that he hasn't forgotten me that he knows my name and he you know he's called me and that he's not forsaken me and you know I do not need to be scared you know he's holding me and you know keeping me upright in this situation I I was going to ask you you know how that affected your relationship with God did you did you ever go through a time where you you know where you found yourself angry and questioning why this was happening or or did you you know find that he was more your rock than anything else oh no there was a lot of questioning (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I I think that's natural Mm -hmm. you know we see the bible like people you know people questioning God and although you know even we have the we can question and God loves us enough to answer us you know mm-hmm. so I, di- I didn't know I, I don't think I, I didn't know enough about what the word said about sickness and diseases and what Jesus did and what the Bible shows us about that at the time so I was just a bit like well God did you do this and mm-hmm. um, I now know that he didn't um I don't well I don't I don't believe he did because like I said do you know it says Jesus came for our diseases and afflictions I don't think he would inflict my husband with it um but like I say you know he's I just it just really encouraged me and you know when you're walking through the wilderness you need to know the word of God that's Jesus that's you know he was tempted by the devil and his response was to quote the word of God to quote those promises this is what my God says you know this is what's true to me this is what I'm going to stand on and believe so it was a process from the questioning I started seeking him more to seek comfort but to also to figure out what was going on in my life um and from that, my my relationship with him deepened, and you know, I I was I just felt like I just wanted to be in pursuit of him, and that then he became my rock, and you know, I could surrender everything to him. How long were you guys married before this happened? Oh, uh, I think we were married for yeah, because we were married eight years this year, so it would have been about four or five years. Wow. Yeah, so it, you know, we'd been married a while, and yeah. You know, my life was okay, like, I'm not saying it's not anymore, but my life was okay. I never really experienced any dramatic hardship before. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing. And I experienced 
I experience hardship all the time at work because um, I'm a social worker, but hmm. this was the first time anything like that kind of intruded into my wow. life. Yeah. Sure, it got very, very personal at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a song that um, really touches on all of that, and that's the one that's called In the Storm. Um, can you talk about that when you also have a video that is, uh, that you did for this one that I absolutely love? Um, you know, so will you, will you, uh, talk about how this one came together? Um, well, so in the storm, it was inspired by T.D. Jake's preach. Um, hmm. I was listening, someone gave it to me to listen. Um, I think it's called Taming the Beast. Um, someone gave it to me to listen to when Scott was sick, but I didn't listen to it because I just wasn't in the right place. <laughs> and I think it was I was driving to graduation. I, I did my master's degree and I was driving to wow. graduation and I listened to it. I shouldn't have listened to it on the way because I was up sobbing by the time I got there. <laughs> um, but he was just saying how, he, you know, people that go through hardships, he was talking about cancer survivors and how, you know, they spend all their energy just trying to fight this disease. And when it gets, they get through it, they have no energy left for their relationships. And, you know, that, you know, they're struggling, they're running on empty. Um, and he, he just said, he's like, you know what, all of you, all of you that are running on empty, you know, God is sending his angels for you. He knows he, he knows you need him and he's sending his angels. So that's where, the first line, I'm waiting for your angels to come, that's where it's inspired by. Hmm. That first verse was a prayer. I was out jogging. I didn't do much jogging, so I sat on a bench. And, uh, <laughs> as you do. I sat on a bench and I, 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 I just thought, do you know what? I've, I've read lots of, you know, I, I listened to songwriting DVD by Paul Belosh that said, you know, just try singing your prayers and see what comes out. Because I know that's how Open the Eyes of My Heart came about. Mm. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to sing my prayers. And I started singing and singing. And then I got to this bit, like, I'm waiting for your angels to come, for the energy I once had is depleted. And that kind of stuck, and it went over and over and over again. I had the first verse. And that's all I had for weeks, the first verse. And then I just sat down, sat down in the garden and just thought, you know what, I'm going to finish this song. This is a, this song needs finishing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did. It took it took a long time, but um, because this is that song is so raw, mm-hmm. it is exactly how I was feeling at the time. And I'm not covering anything up. You know, I wanted God to take it away from me. I didn't know. You know, I had no energy left. I didn't want to fight anymore. I couldn't. But you know, ultimately, I knew from what I read in Isaiah, which is. Um, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. And I, that's, that is where the, the chorus came from. And I just thought, you know what, through this season, he hasn't forgotten me. And like his word is my promise. And it says that no matter what what goes on, you know, I can walk through fire. I will not be burned. I can pass through the river and they will not sweep over me. And, you know, that's why that song has a journey. It starts off with, you know, just such kind of depression in a sense of like, I don't know what's going on. I hate this. Stop this now. To, you know what? I know who you are, God. I know that you haven't forgotten me. I know that you are victorious. And I know that I will get through this. And even though the storm is raging and the storm is still going on, I will still praise you because you're so worthy to be praised. And I will just sit at your feet. Wow. That is powerful and beautiful. 
Um, and on the heels of that, I would I would love to play this song for listeners. Um, again, this song is called In the Storm by Firefly uh, on her Worship in the Wilderness album. I'm waiting for your angels to come For the energy I once had is depleted For the storm is raging on and on So save me, rescue me, God Standing in the wilderness I cry As a warrior whose heart is torn to pieces Please take this portion from my life Hear my prayer Are you there, God? hard one that song <laughs> i'm sure and and to to have to be 
I think those are the best songs is when you are as vulnerable as you can possibly be. And, uh, you know, that comes through and it touches people. Well, um, can we go back to when you were little? (laughs) And, uh, and can you tell me where it was that you kind of, you know, first got bit by the music bug? Oh, do you know what? It's when The Lion King came out. No way. <laughs> I didn't know I could sing until The Lion King came out. I remember I remember auditioning for like a school musical when I was in, how old, you have grades, don't you, out there? We have year groups. So, uh-huh. so I must have been in year four, so I was about nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know what grade that is for you. Yeah, um, maybe about fourth. Yeah, so um, I remember auditioning. I didn't get in. I sang this little light of mine and they didn't let me in. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Um, probably broke your heart yeah I was like oh this is so upsetting and then I, I was around my next door neighbor's house and the lion king they were playing the lion king and I was singing I'm gonna be a mighty king enemies beware I was singing that and they were like wow you can actually sing it is that's beautiful so yeah it's just, I, I, lo- I love a good vocal like I really do I, I love a a, a, you know such a heartfelt powerful vocal so you know I listened to like Mariah Carey oh yeah when I was growing up and there used to be a, a, a girl group an R&B girl group in the UK called Eternal I don't think they made it across the pond <laughs> so I used to listen to them a lot but yeah I so I and when I was a teenager I used to spend my life listening to vocal harmony groups like Jagged Edge and Boys to Men oh nice yeah yep. mm-hmm. so that's it I think it started then the singing started then that you know and I think through teenage years, I've just had a real, I, I just lo- I just love a good harmony. Yeah, me yeah. too. It, it can be so powerful. And, and man, when voices just blend really well, oh, that's the best. Yeah, exactly. That is the best. So is anybody else in your family musical? No. No, <laughs> I do not. I'm the only Christian as well. None of them. Really? Yeah, so... Um, no, none of them are actually. My mum, my mum likes Cliff Richard. I don't think he ever mis- made it across the pond either. But my dad no, likes King Charles. I suppose he's got good musical taste. But <laughs> no, my mum's not a very good singer. Bless her. Um, <laughs> my brother's not really interested interested in music. He used to listen to it, but he's never. He doesn't play an instrument or anything like that. I'm not the only one. How interesting. So <laughs> okay. So how did you come to know Christ? Um. So I used to. I wasn't brought up in the church at all, and we used to have, like, scouts, um, and I used to go to the C of E church for that occasionally, but I wasn't brought up in the church at all, and then when I was in secondary school, when I was about 14, my friend, she was forced to go to church by her mother, (laughs) and so she's like, can you please just come along and just keep me company, because, like, oh, it's awful. (laughs) I used to to sit at the back playing Snake on my Nokia, my mobile phone, and then... And then I was involved in the youth group, so we used to go to youth. Uh-huh. Um, and then I, we went to a we went to a youth camp essentially. And um, I don't know what it was, but someone obviously said something, and I think they were just talking about the love of Christ. And they they you know they did an altar call essentially for for salvation. And I went up, and you know, I think I accepted Jesus as my personal savior as such, but my life mm-hmm. didn't change at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until I was like sixteen, and I went to a there was a there was a Steve Hill crusade in the UK, mm-hmm. and I went there, and you know, I was just sobbing and just in awe of you know God's grace. And I think after that point, I was started to go into a different church. They had you know a very good youth group, very good teaching, you know, taught mm-hmm. me about the importance of the Bible and helped me 
you know, in that process of growing and developing as a Christian. Um, so, yeah, I, I, so I essentially became a Christian just to keep my friend company because she was bored. <laughs> it's like getting saved. <laughs> it's really amazing. I love that because, you know, back a few minutes ago when you said that you were aware that he knows your name and, you know, even long Long before this thing with your husband, uh, you know, happened, it's like he knew even then and he, yeah. he saw you and he pulled you right up and, you know, and I think that's just beautiful. So did you, have you taken voice lessons or do you play any instruments? I play guitar, but not very well. <laughs> <laughs> do you take lessons on those or did you teach yourself? Oh, I know I, I took lessons when I was about 10 and then I decided I didn't want to do it anymore for like no reason. Um, and then I, I bought a guitar a few years ago. So I've had a few lessons. Awesome. But, you know, you, we have YouTube now. so Right. You know, <laughs> Anybody can do anything. <laughs> I've had quite a lot of vocal lessons in my time. I think that's one thing that I used to get them at school. And then um, I have I have on and, on and off singing lessons. I've done a few singing courses. Uh, still a work in progress. <laughs> so when did you become a worship leader? Um, I started worship leading when I was about six no 17 at my old youth group um but I didn't really start leading a main church until till I was about 22 maybe okay. so there's quite a big gap um mm -hmm. so yeah I started le leading when I was about 22 I haven't looked back since really I just I just I just, and again like I said through this whole journey I worship you know my worship leading has dramatically changed because my relationship with God is so much deeper oh yeah so I have so many um, it sounds strange, but so many more reasons to worship him because I've really, you know, I know him so much better now than yeah. I did before. So my worship is, you know, although I didn't think it was insincere at the time, mm -hmm. um, my worship is just so much more sincere now. And, you know, I know that there's a reason to praise for anything. It, you know, I always say that, um, you know, we worship God for who he is all of the time, despite what we're feeling at the time. Hmm. You know, so mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how bad I'm feeling. You know, God is so worthy of our praise. And, you know, you know the whole worship in the wilderness is about, you know, putting, you know, setting your eyes heavenwards in that situation because that's where you'll find your nourishment. Mm -hmm. Just like Abraham, you know, they, I always always skim over the verse when, when they're talking about Abraham and Isaac, about him, you know, tying up the donkey and going off to worship before he goes and sacrifices his son. Mm. Because he was in such a predicament, you know, God promised him this son and now yes. he's asking him to kill him and he, his response was to go and worship. Wow. You know, and I think there's so much in that. Again, there it's just is. so much I've skimmed over in the years in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> it got really revealed to me, like, in the last, you know, few years. Kind of makes me wonder, you know, like, 20 years from now, what else is it that... that you know, you or I or anybody is going to find as we yeah. walk closer and closer and closer and, and get to know more and more, you know, and yeah. I, I just think that more and more and deeper and deeper things are going to be revealed in the same thing, which is just amazing, which is why the Bible keeps on staying alive. Yeah, definitely. It's just, it's constantly, you know, I've, such a revelation. I've been reading it for like over 10 years now, and there's just still so much that I just don't see and how God can just refresh that even stuff that I've read over and over again and how he can refresh that for me mm -hmm. and you know make it make it stand and be you know relevant to what I'm doing at that time mm -hmm. well I'd love to share another song uh, with listeners this one is called cry joy um, will you share a little bit about the background of this one and and uh, where this one came from 
So, um, like many of my songs, this is from Isaiah again. So, I won't read it to you because it's very long, but if you look at Isaiah 35, um, you'll see a story about, it's about the desert um, and the land being parched. And, you know, I I was trying to figure out how I can be joyous in such a horrendous situation because to me it just didn't seem to make sense. Um, but in this passage, you'll see that there's a, there's a clear... There's a clear journey that's talking about this wilderness season and how, firstly, it says the desert and the parched land will be glad, the wilderness will rejoice and, bl- and will blossom, um, which I find strange because it's a desert land. How can mm-hmm. it blossom? Um, so, you know, they're talking about the wilderness and then it goes on about, you know, being strong and do not fear your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. And the whole thing that I've seen through this whole passage is that, you know, there's there's firstly joy in the wilderness and then there's belief and faith in God and standing on his promises. And then from five onwards, you see a healing, the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shouts shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. Mm-hmm. And then there's new life. So I thought, you know, there must be something in that and, I, I liked the idea of kind of the two opposites, cry, you know, crying and, you know, being yes. joyful. So it's kind of, it's a play on words in a sense that it's crying because it's a sad season, but you can be joyful in that, but also crying out with joy. Yes. You know, you know screaming and yes. shouting, just being joyous in the Lord. And that's where it comes from. And that's why it talks about, you know, this talks about the word of God, you know, this is my sword, you know, the word on which I stand, you know, that that you know the way reason I'm getting through this is because you know I'm standing on the word of God and you know God is always with me because you know he's left me with all these promises and he's living and breathing this is my song to the Lord of all my days in my moment of weakness you're the secret of my praise in every season
joy, be strong. Do not fear, I rejoice, I rejoice. He has come, He is near. I can joy, I can joy. Once again, that was Cry Joy by Firefly, and uh, I am speaking with Firefly right now uh, over the magic of Skype. So we talked about, you know, how you got into music and everything when you were little, but can you talk about some of your earliest memories as you were growing up, some of the things that were part of your normal daily life there in England? Oh, um, we had a lot of pets. I remember that. <laughs> I used to have a snake and stick in. Oh, my. This is not a normal British family. We don't, not, not many people have all these. I we used to have it. barn owls in an aviary in the back garden as well. A snake and a barn owl? Yeah, not in the same cage. Right. That wouldn't work. Um, yeah, I just remember my family is so loving. My, you know, I remember my, I had my dad wrapped around my little finger like most <laughs> us young girls do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember a lot like, the, the best thing that I used to love, and that I don't do often enough now because I don't really have a, I share a communal garden, but we used to have like bonfires in the back garden and just oh. like sit around the bonfire and the dog would be jumping about trying to catch the embers. <laughs> Dad would be inside sleeping. He always had, he used to do late, so he used oh. to be sleeping. I used to love that, just being out outdoors, making sure people didn't have their washing out so it didn't get dirty. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, school, normal really we, we didn't go on holiday much because we didn't have much money I don't come from a very wealthy family my dad's a mechanic and my mum used to work in a um, betting shop mm. I don't know what you call that out there what's that no I don't know you know like a gambling shop where you go in and book you book bets on horses yeah yeah like a bookie like a oh that's it like a bookie yeah, yeah. um so yeah we didn't we didn't go on holiday too much we used to go camping every year again which I love uh-huh. I love camping. I love the, do you know what there's, and I think it, it might come from that, but there's just something about that outdoors and just like being in creation. Oh, yes. And you, to look at me, you wouldn't think I'm an outdoorsy person. <laughs> and like, I'm, you know, I'm not into hiking, but like, you know, the view of the ocean and just being outdoors mm. when, you know, the crack, when you're camping, you always wake up at like 4am for no reason. And, <laughs> You know, well, probably because you're a little bit cold, a little bit damp, yeah. a little bit stiff. <laughs> it's just like, all you can hear is the birds, and everything's like silent, and mm. it's just so perfect. Yeah. And I just, look, I just look at creation and just think how 
how do people not think someone created this? I know. I feel the same way. Oh my gosh, when I look at uh, when I look at the stars and yeah. you know science and just everything that's created here, it does. It blows my mind that that people think that just this just sort of happened by accident. <laughs> yeah, I I find it really odd. Um, but yeah, that I think that must have started when I was younger because I just going camping every year. <laughs> Obviously, used to be outdoors a lot. I used to love it. That's awesome. Do you have any brothers and sisters? I've got one older brother. He's about 18 months older than me. And he's a lot smarter than me. He speaks <laughs> Japanese. Really? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. Tell me about it. Wow. Did you guys get along when you were growing up? Oh, no. We were very, <laughs> no, no, we didn't. Me, me, me and my brother, his name's Timothy or Timmy. Um, we've, we've, we were very different when we were growing up. I was a social one that used to like going out and going to like under under 16's discos <laughs> and then he all he did was eat sleep and play football <laughs> oh sorry soccer he's played soccer uh-huh <laughs> that's literally all he did he didn't have any sort of social life oh my. Um, but he when he went to university he came back like a completely different person really? and then we got a lot better <laughs> <laughs> sorry are you still a pretty social person oh yeah I am I I, I love being around people as in, like, I just, I've got such a, I've got, you know, you always get to that point in your life where you've got such a great friendship group, mm-hmm. and I'm there now. Nice. I've got such amazing friends, like, and, you know, my my church family are incredible. Like, when Scott first got sick, before we knew what he had, he went to hospital, and within 24 hours, like, eight people would come to see him. Oh, wow. Which is amazing, you know. and what he was great support like, group. Yeah, and he was there for like three nights, and there was like six people every night with hmm. like you know Monopoly on their iPad, you know, keeping him company. <laughs> I've, I've got such an incredible friendship group. I, you know, we, obviously with God, but with them as well. I, I got through this, you know, yeah. and I still am, still helping me. <laughs> that is wonderful. So, what are some of the things that you like to do? Um. It's not like other than music. I feel like my <laughs> life's generated by, you know, overcome by music and yeah. worship. Um, I just thought, do you know what I love? I'm a social eater. I love going out to eat. <laughs> Me too. Oh, there's nothing I love more. <laughs> so what's your favourite kind of food? Oh, that's a question. Um, oh, I don't know. You know, I love everything. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm a real sucker. This is going to, it's not because you're American, but I'm a real sucker for like fried chicken and... <laughs> nice yeah come come to georgia we got some pretty darn good southern cooking here (laughs) need some i need some good american fried chicken in my life (laughs) i will box it up for you and send it to you (laughs) i'm gonna hold you to that (laughs) okay (laughs) oh my goodness i might just come with it and you can kind of show me the sights (laughs) yeah you should come when it's a bit nicer weather though (laughs) don't bother coming here unless it's from june onwards when you go on vacation somewhere, where do you go? Where do you like to go? Um, well, we tend to just stay around Europe. Spain's quite cheap, but I, you know, I love Rome. I mm. love Rome, and I would go there all the time, but it's very expensive. Hmm. Um, but yeah, we just stay around Europe. So generally, so we're going to Spain in a few weeks That's so to get awesome. a, a nice beach holiday, which is lovely. So yeah, we generally stay around Europe because obviously, like it, it's it's London, so you can get to Europe so easily from here. Nice. I've only done a long haul once. I came to Canada once and that was it. Do you travel with your music? In London I do. I've done quite so I 
I worship I've worshipped Leeds in London in various places mm-hmm. and my music basically it's kept me in London at the moment I, I should be coming to get some stuff um so a few performances up in the north of the country nice which I'm setting up now just to like present the EP and just share the message really yeah. about you know worshipping in the wilderness and what that what's that about and like what God can do in that that circumstance so we shall see watch this space I would actually love to share one more of your songs from your album. This one is called uh, Redeemed. Will you talk about this one? Well, this one's just purely about Jesus because mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's just about what Jesus did for us, which still blows my mind just to think about it, to think about, you know, that he was hung up on a cross and people were insulting him and feeding him vinegar and doing a manner, you know, abusing him in such horrible ways. And he still had the love and the grace to call out to the Father and say, forgive them for they do not know what they do. That just blows my mind, you know, because that's that's compassion and grace that I, I don't think I ever fully understand. Yes. Because it's so far away from, you know, what what I can comprehend as, you know, just just being me. Yeah. Um, and that's what it is. It's just... The whole song is just about Jesus. It's about Easter. It's, you know, it's what it's what Jesus did for us on the cross and what that meant that we could boldly approach the throne of God and lay a request at His feet, and that, you know, He wiped the sin away, and He redeemed us and He purified us, and that He continues to do that every single day. Jesus, you carry my cross for me. Took the fate of the world down in Calvary. Where you wrote my name on the palm of your hands. There I'm purified by the Savior's blood to be justified in the sight of God. Your grace so freely gave for us. And in that moment, my shame passed away. Cancelled my sin, defeated the grave. Now I can declare that I am redeemed by outstretched arms, rescued by a perfect son, saved by love. Sin defeated the grave. 
Firefly, in the last couple of minutes here that we have on Sounding the Light, I would love to ask you, has there been anything directly related with your music that has been a, you know, like a difficult um, thing for you to, for you to do or handle? I think when, when I first started, especially when I, you know, when I was worship leading, I'd, there'd always be some sort of uh, attack Mm-hmm. I try not to over spiritualize things, but I think we do. Mm-hmm. We do walk in spiritual realms. Yes, and and I used to say, "Oh, stop being so spiritual," but it's true. Um, <laughs> and I think there there would always be something that happens. So I'd either get sick, or I, f- I found that a lot of the attacks were on my husband because at the time he was my everything, and I hadn't learned yet that you know I needed to rely on God. Mm. You know, my husband was still just a man wow yeah you know, and that my strength couldn't be found in him so I remember one day and that's it he had to go to the hospital in the morning I was worship leading the next day and we were at the hospital till like 4 a.m mm. I was just like are you serious like what is this and then um we had an amazing time of worship the next day and I just think you know the devil's always gunning for you. If you're going to do anything for the kingdom, he's going to try and want to knock you down. Mm-hmm. And he won't succeed, but he will try his hardest. And I think it's just, you know, I, I can't, I've come under spiritual attack quite a lot. And I'm not, I'm not, now I'm not ignorant of the devil's schemes. You know, I, I know that, you know, sometimes he's just trying to wind me up or he's, you know, he's trying to create something <laughs> so he would take my focus off God. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's that's mainly it, really. That comes in all shapes and forms, unfortunately. But you know, I because because now that I know that I can't, you know, my husband is a man and God is my rock. Yes. The the attacks on him are getting less and less. I feel. It's a good thing to remember. I yeah. think for all of us, you know, is 
those of us who are married or have really close friends or even family, you know, it's, it's just, it's not about depending on each other as much, you know, as it is about God. And it, it is easy for us to think about, oh yeah, you know, I mean, God is our rock and whatever, but when it actually really comes down to it, when it all shakes out, that's, that's real. <laughs> and I just think, I think it's, it sounds so cliche. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the main thing through this journey, you know, like I've said to you, um, you know, is, through this, I really started seeking God more just for answers, if anything. But I can categorically say now that I love him so much. And I think before, although I'd say that before, um, you know, that Jesus is, you know, I love Jesus. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, I don't think I did genuinely. Like, he's the love of my life now. And everything comes from that and flows through that. And, you know, my husband, Scott, he will always know that, you know, essentially he's second to Jesus, but he's very happy about that. <laughs> you know, because I will, you know, I've got to the point now where I'll go to Jesus first. And, you know, it's like I say, you know, life is so fragile. And I think I learned that, you know, you know, Scott could just be what, you know, he could, he could pass away or anything at any given moment. Like, I don't know what life's going to be like. And that if I were to fall to pieces because Scott wasn't there, then, you know, what use would I be? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, you know, it's just learning to get your priorities in the right order and just relying on, relying on God because he's always going to be there and he's, he's always consistent and he's constantly there and he's constantly loving. It's not, on anything. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Anna, and and thank you for sharing everything that you did. I know that it's, um, like you were saying, it's, you know, I think our life is always a work in progress. And to be that open and to be that vulnerable um, through music and through, you know, sharing your heart, uh, I just, I really appreciate you doing that today. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. I, I just here to just want to encourage people. Well, listeners, I hope you have been encouraged by Firefly and and her walk and what she's had to say and the faith that has shown through. Hope you've been blessed by her music. And uh, if you guys want to check out any more about her or download her CD, um, I've got a link right here next to the podcast for you to, to link to her site. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. I am so glad you guys decided to take this time to spend with me at Sounding the Light. And I will see you again here next week at soundingthelight.com. Have a great day.